Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. I have the special treat today of being joined by Sarah Van Sanden. She is a fellow landscape designer and the owner of SVS Landscape Design. She joins me to discuss business ownership and the experience of making the decision to take that leap into being an entrepreneur. Her creativity and design skill are a true inspiration. Be sure to check out her work. We started our businesses around the same time, which gives us even more ground to connect on. And through our discussion, we found out we have even more in common. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Sarah and absorb some great insights and information. Let's hop right in. So welcome. Uh, thank you so much for, for being here and um, talking about business and getting going. Um, I really think this is going to be a, a great conversation. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, your background and how you got started in the design industry. Sure. Um, I have a long history with uh, the landscape piece that my mom had a landscaping company when I was a kid. So it was kind of, I was surrounded by it. Um, my parents were pretty plant obsessed as well. And I sort of swore off landscape <laughs> um, until I realized that, you know, I was, I was trying to pursue creative endeavors and uh, realized that I wasn't an artist, but that uh, all the creative stuff I did seemed to be focused on plants. So I, I talked to a bunch of people and decided that landscape architecture would be a good fit to kind of bring my interest in plants and um, creative endeavors in a more, I guess, structured way than trying to create studio art together. And I did my master's in landscape architecture and that's kind of history, but because I graduated in 2008 and the economy was in free fall when that occurred, I spent 10 years in a small design build company. And so I was doing more of the install construction and maintenance than I was designing. Um, there's a lot there, but um, I did that, yeah, for a decade, and now I'm now I'm on my own. Just I didn't realize you graduated in 2008. I did too. Really? So, yeah. <gasps> yeah. It was not a great time to be starting a career. No. I was grateful that I had interned with a, a company for a couple years before I graduated, so I had something set. But a lot of my classmates had really struggled to find positions because there was none to be had and everyone was doing layoffs and running lean and mean trying to stay afloat. So yes. that was... that's what I did too. I had interned with a company here in Seattle. And when I graduated, I was single. My sister was 
had her, had her first kid. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go back to Seattle. And uh, it was safe to take this job. And it was great. I mean, it was such a great landing pad, but it was not a great fit in the long run, just because I realized all the things that you were missing. important to me that I didn't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I started in design build as well. Oh, okay. A good foundation because yeah. you really get a lot better insight as to what your designs actually mean when they're installed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're now the owner of SVS Landscape Design. Yeah. Did you always plan on owning your own business? No, <laughs> definitely not. Um, my mom was a small business owner when I was growing up and my dad was a fair amount of my childhood as well. And it looked like hideous drudgery to me. So I always studiously avoided going out on my own. And it really wasn't until I kind of hit that brick wall um, in my last job where I realized I wasn't going to be able to do what I wanted to do if I didn't make it happen on my own terms. Right. So I did. Yeah. So tell me about the decision to make that leap. Well, let's see. I think the conditions uh, at the company were such that so much of my energy was going into managing the crew, which isn't really my, my strength. And what I really wanted to do was design and I think that my boss was doing his best to try to create those opportunities, but it just wasn't the, the profit model of this company. And I think we both realized separately <laughs> that there was no way what I wanted to create could be created within that company. Um, the, the design work wasn't profitable for, for them. And, um, I needed a different model. So, and your previous employer that you're talking about was your brother. <laughs> so brother. how was, how was yeah. that? Um, obviously you still stuck oh. with your, your brother, but how, how was that working with a family member? And then how was it making that decision to leave? Yeah. Cause that's got to make it harder. It, there were some aspects of it that were so great because we could sort of read each other's minds, you know? Um, I also had a fair amount of leeway just in terms of, I don't know. He knew me, he understood me and he cared that I was happy and healthy. And um, I, I felt that he worked hard to, to keep me happy as an employee to the extent that that was possible. Right. Right. Um, and then it was also really hard because we are siblings. There's a power dynamic because he's older than I am. And that happens in every family. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you have a bad day, you don't at work, you don't want that to happen with a family member present. And well, they can read your face so much better too. You can't oh, hide yeah. it. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So it was the best and the worst, you know, in at varying times. And then it was really, really hard when I decided to leave. Um, and, and we worked through it and now we work together. He's installing a fair number of my projects. He brings me in to do design work for 
the projects that he needs designs for. And it's, I think it's working out really well, which so is the best cool. of both worlds, basically. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So you started your business in, was it 2019 or 2020? Yeah, it was 2019. So it was September and the, like, obviously the pandemic is sort of the structure of, of time for yes. everything yeah. these days. Um, it was, yeah, it was like six months before the pandemic started. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I know because we started right about the same time. Yeah. Because I officially was like August of 2019. Um, but I know for me, like the pandemic actually was like a godsend in terms of workflow. And for me too. Not that anyone would wish that on no. anything, on society or anybody, no. but it really like just catapulted my business. And if I had known previously that that was upcoming, I probably wouldn't have made the decision to leave at that point mm -hmm. and start on my own. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, like it was like the perfect storm to really get things going. Yeah. Yeah. True for me as well. I think it's also offered me opportunities to, I have more lessons to learn than you do. I'm in a different place in my career just because I wasn't doing design for so long. I'm still figuring out my workflow and um, just gaining a solid foundation of knowledge and experience. And I think having that much business coming my way really enabled me to make some mistakes and just move on, you yeah. know? Luckily, none of them were catastrophic. So. Well, and when you're yeah. so busy, like it, it's hard to sit and dwell on anything for too long. Exactly. So it really like, it, it does help. And it, it allows you to make those decisions to be like, you know what? I learned, let's move. Like you don't have the, you don't have the opportunity to kind of sit there and be like, oh, and overthink it. And well, I should have done this or I should have done that. I mean, I felt the same way, like just as you know, getting my business started because I've I've been in the industry for so long and have a, a ton of design experience, but you know, owning your own business is a, a different game. It's a, a different beast to wrangle, like even just yeah. taxes and legal stuff and things that you, know, you don't, you don't know what you don't know until you get into it. Right. Um, but you know, thankfully we've both been super lucky and had a, a good resource uh, in you know, community, other designers, contractors, things like that to kind of help us along with that, which yeah. I think really has, has helped, especially because when you are moving so fast, sometimes you don't see the little, the little things so much. Yeah. That's actually one thing that I think is worth bringing up for me too. I, I tried starting my own business on the side. Um, I want to say in like 2014 and I just couldn't, I just couldn't make it work and I couldn't find clients. Um, the ones that I did find didn't have a budget and the things that I designed didn't get built and I couldn't manage, um, the, there was so much I didn't know it was paralyzing and I couldn't manage that when I did have a project, I couldn't manage making time for it in addition to my day job, if you will. And um, the only thing that really gave me the courage to go out on my own when I did was, I think, what, where, the way that you and I know each other and what has really brought both of our businesses so much, which is the 
um, professional organization that we belong to. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that was a huge resource being part of APLD yeah. in getting referrals and even just having other designers, other business owners to bounce ideas off of or ask for referrals for things like an accountant, a lawyer, a, you yes. know, who to talk to about you know, putting up, putting together a contract and even just having those conversations of, you know, kind of getting insight from people on the things they wish they had known when they started versus mm -hmm. having to make all of those mistakes on your own. Yeah. And that community's been a huge resource and being a, cause we both volunteer in that community. I think that really, I think being a volunteer in the community versus just being a member made an even bigger impact because I feel like the, the time put in and being a volunteer people were a lot more willing and a lot more engaged and you just had more touch points with people yep. to have the opportunity to get that help or assistance or, you know, even unsolicited advice that was gold that, right. You know, just being a member and, and seeing people just at events, I don't think I would have gotten the same thing as being a volunteer and like actively participating with such a big group of people on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. Cause there's two layers to it. One is just that all the time you spend incidentally planning an event for our, in our experience with the program committee yeah. um, or whatever other thing you're doing and all those little questions that come up and, you know, being at someone's house and seeing how they run their business. And when you're at having a meeting or something like that. And then there's also, like you said, the, the people who see the, the really, awesome time and effort that you're putting into this organization and your dedication and your goodwill. And they want to, to, to help you, yeah. I think because of that. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Um, so in starting your own business, what have been some of the most rewarding and the most stressful parts, like maybe hardest lessons learned, or, you know, maybe it's things that you just didn't know that you didn't know. The most rewarding is seeing a project installed and completed always, always. But then I think second to that is having really positive experiences, connecting with clients and helping them achieve their vision and seeing them happy. Um, it's really satisfying to me. I, I'm a, even though I'm an introvert, I'm really a, a people person too. And that, that people connection is a really important piece of the work for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, um, the hardest part is I, I don't feel like I have a solid workflow that's efficient enough yet. I feel like I spend a lot more time than I should spinning my wheels. And that, I think that, maybe other pieces too that I haven't fully identified are keeping me from being as profitable as I want to be. Then the other piece I think is around codes and environmentally critical areas and the complexity there. I think that's daunting no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> regardless of experience, regardless of, of any of it, I think it, all of that changes so much and it's so site specific mm -hmm. and even just, you know, working with one geotechnical engineer to another, like you're going to come up with 
different things and different ideas. And that I think regardless is just going to be daunting. Yeah. It's another place though, where calling on our colleagues is a huge boon because yeah. people will share so much of their wealth of experience. And I think enough of us have been through pain and agony trying to figure out <laughs> things that we're all willing to, you know, give our insight and our experience so that hopefully eases the, uh, eases the pain for somebody else for sure. Yeah. What do you think is the most rewarding and the most challenging for you? You know, I, I love the same things, the, the client interactions. And I also consider myself very much an introvert, but having someone like just be super excited and like having people, having clients send me their Christmas card that has a picture of their garden on it, like stuff like that, just like, you can't even explain the emotions. Like it's, it's super rewarding. Yeah. But the biggest thing for starting a business is I didn't realize how rewarding and how much of a creative, like creation endeavor building a business would be. And yeah. even, you know, building my website and designing my contracts and my processes and my documents and all of that, I didn't realize how creatively energizing those pieces would be. And obviously making milestones and having, you know, expecting not to be profitable or successful and ending up being profitable and successful faster mm -hmm. was really rewarding as well. But the challenging pieces for me are kind of on the, on the same thing, like not really knowing what to expect starting off in terms of workflow and trying to you know, set goals that were just really very arbitrary. Um, but then once things really got going, then it was more of a struggle of trying to figure out like, okay, how do I handle all of this work? Yeah. And that's when I decided to hire somebody, which, you know, has been its own source of struggles because being a business owner is you know, a, a thing in itself, but then being an employer adds a whole nother layer of complexity. And I've had some really great experiences with that. And then I've really had the opportunity to learn a lot about myself um, in, in doing that and like how and who and what to hire for. And it's been a, that's been probably the biggest learning curve for me. Yeah. It's been so good for me to hear you talk about that experience too. Cause I have toyed with the idea of maybe bringing someone on to help a little bit for various reasons. And even just hearing you talk about what's worked and what hasn't and clarifying your notions of, of what you need from an employee gives me a ton of information about if I do move forward with that, how I might. I mean, it's definitely worth it. And it, yeah. I mean, I am able to handle so much more workflow yeah. than I would be without another person, but it, you know, it does come with its, its challenges and its own layer of learning curve, just, you know, employee taxes and, and things like that, that, yes. you know, <laughs> at, at first like was really daunting and scary, but thankfully I have a fantastic accountant that walked me through all of that and was like, Oh, then no big deal. I was like, are you sure? Do you um, do your own payroll? I do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It, it's, 
pretty easy. It's just, you know, I, you know, my accountant walked me through all the steps and she even, you know, let me like record her <laughs> explaining what to do so that I, you know, the first few times I'd call her and be like, all right, I forgot again. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty easy once you get into it, but I would never be able to set it up myself initially without her help because I just didn't, didn't even know where to start. Right. But that was a huge, huge help. But I think the biggest piece in like having an employee is making sure that you're able to delegate the right things to them. Cause as a designer and especially as a business owner, I feel like it's even more so. And it, I don't know why it feels more so, but I feel like when you're meeting with a client, like you're really selling them on yourself. And when you deliver a design, like you're really like selling a little piece of your soul, like not to be over dramatic, but like you put a lot, a lot of yourself, your creativity, your, your thought, your, a lot of heart and love into that. And so yeah. it's hard having, figuring out the dynamic of, of how those pieces fit together with an employee. Yeah. And that's been, I think a, a hard struggle for me is I don't expect an employee to be a clone of me and I don't expect them to have the same ideas or do things the same way. But I also have a really high expectation and a really high standard for what gets delivered to our clients and how that experience is going through the design process with clients and that it's, it's hard to really put into words and to, to train that piece until yeah. you really get to know someone really well. Yeah. Um, like Colleen that, that works with me, she speaks Chrissy very fluently and I think that's why it works so well yeah. because she, she knows what I expect. It's same thing with like contractors, having a contractor that really knows you, understands you and understands your expectations and knows when to call and say, Hey, you should be on site tomorrow. Like you know, having that dynamic and that really good understanding and relationship is huge. And I think it's the same thing with employees, especially for small businesses. It'd be different if you were, you know, a huge business with 50 employees, then you don't have to have that same kind of connection and understanding or expectation of productivity and efficiency. Right. But when it's small, like every little bit matters. You know, I've been working with a marketing strategy consultant and um, I, so she, the first time I heard the term solopreneur was from her. Yeah. And it makes so much sense because she, what she's making, helping me to realize is that so like 90% of what I'm selling is me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that, when that's the case to have an employee, as you say, speak Chrissy. Yeah. Um, is essential. Yeah. Because you are selling when you're selling your services, you're selling yourself if you are the face of the business. And so I'm trying to figure out, wow, okay, so how do I sell Sarah? And, you know, I want my work to be feel meaningful. And so there are certain kinds of work that I'd like to focus on and certain kinds of work that I'd like to not do. Because I think that's you know, I want to live my values or yeah. whatever. Well, and that's what feels good. That's what, it's what gives feels you good. It gives energy. Purpose. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's how we get up in the morning and the process of 
I don't know, I s distilling Sarah, my essence into yeah. a way that I can market myself. That's where I felt that little spark of excitement that you were talking about mm -hmm. in the unexpected joy of bringing uh, your business together as its own. I'm not sure if I'm using your words correctly, but no, as its yeah. own design project, right? Yeah. And so I feel I'm I'm feeling this coming together of that purpose and and understanding of myself in a way that feels really authentic and exciting to me. So that's. Do you feel like it's been hard being an introvert, like because it as a solopreneur, basically your business brand is a personal brand. Yeah. Like it is you. It and is. It, it's hard yeah. sometimes to put yourself out there. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. But I think again, the flood of business that's come our way for better and for worse. I mean, the pandemic has been devastating in so many ways, but it has brought us as, you know, landscape designers, a ton of work and, that flood of business has bolstered my confidence in a way that I feel ready to kind of put more of me out there. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So when I think there's something like it's scary and terrifying, but then when you get traction, when you do put yourself out there, like it's, it's like this, Oh, hell yeah. Like this is great kind of feeling. Yeah. And yeah. Then it, it makes it easier the next time. Like those first couple of cold calls to, you know, random, you know, supply houses and things like that. Like, Hey, I'm on my own now. Like was really hard, but you know, after you make five phone calls and you know, the sixth and the seventh, it gets a little easier. And especially when you get one person, it's like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. Come, you know, stop by and give me your cards. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Like people care. Yeah. It, it feels good. And it's, yeah, it, it's hard, but I think it's really rewarding. And that's, I think, just getting that traction and seeing that, you know, e even in the pandemic, I think it's, it's hard to, to say like that it was good and like kind of celebrate what it brought. But I think in another aspect, like it was so terrible and terrifying for so many people, but at the same time, like what we do provides them with this, you know, kind of shelter from that. And this, you know, yeah. one, one spot where they can really, you know, focus on making a aspect of their life or their home more enjoyable and something that does bring them joy. And especially with so many people spending so much more time at home and not doing vacations and things like that. And then even now with, you know, the massive flood of people working from home, like having a space that they love and enjoy, like, I feel like that's kind of the silver lining on, on the whole thing. Yep. Even beyond yeah. like the workflow, like just being able to be someone that can provide that for someone. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client um, get so excited about the new space that um, I designed for them that when it was, the installation was done and I came back to do a little bit of pruning coaching for him. He had cast his own concrete fireplace to go in the space, like perfectly fit in the space. And I was so excited that he had that level of investment and excitement about this space that had been, you know, really not serving him and his family at all. It was sort of a giant 
concrete driveway before. Um, so yeah, it's that joy of bringing even more than a client might have thought would be there. Yeah. Yeah. And during the pandemic, we all really needed that. Yeah. Those little bits of joy. For sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's part of the most rewarding aspect of our design industry, regardless of season. But I feel like it it really very much amplified for sure the last yeah. couple of years. So as, as you grow your business and you talked about you trying to better define like your processes and your workflow, what is your vision for how you, how you want to see like what direction you want to see your business go in, you know, whether that's, you know, immediate goals or five, 10, 20 year plan, like what's your, what's your vision and what kind of hurdles do you, are you either working through or expect to come across to as, as things further progress? So I think my vision is, um, I really want to challenge myself to see how much more sustainable I can make um, the landscapes that I design. And I'd love to see that take the form of more sort of closed loop um, resource reuse, whether that's, um, you know, reusing hardscape materials on site and um, composting, although I don't have a ton of knowledge about that, but I, I think that there's a ton of potential there. Um, and just really getting people to engage with a space without having to, to bring in a ton of external resources. That's really exciting to me. I also realize that there's not a lot of profit to be made when what really makes our industry money is selling things. <laughs> right. But so it's an interesting contradiction, but that's, that's sort of my vision. I want to see how far I can push things in that direction and still make a profit. And I think, um, so in the short term, I'm working with a marketing consultant to rework my website and to try to create some not sure what they'll be events or opportunities to to get the word out there about my business. So you were saying in the in the long term you would love to to be part of a a group to really support your ideas of building sustainable landscapes and using more sustainable materials. Yeah, yeah. So I think um I'd like to have a more formalized network of of like-minded colleagues, um, because I think that there is a ton of technical information that we could share with each other. I, I, we don't, I don't think we have, um, we understand well the techniques of working with uh, reclaimed materials. Um, and, and there are other things as well, but I'd love to have a formalized network to, to share that information. I mean, there's some things that are definitely pushing in that direction even just in, in terms of, you know, overall hierarchy of, of materials. And I think, you know, really pushing for more sustainable wood products for decks and things like that. But even um, like the EcoPro certification that has fairly recently started is really trying to push some of those same agendas. Yeah. But I think that the network is still really like very much in its infancy. I think so um, too. Yeah. But I, I think that there's definitely a lot to come from that. And I think that that, especially where you're at, I think would be a, a niche that you could really like capitalize on. So I think it's, it's exciting to you know, kind of think about like what, what you, 
you know, how that will evolve in your business and how all of that will go. Um, so I know we've got to wrap up, but um, I had one other question that I wanted to ask you in regards to starting, um, because I know you and I had kind of similar experiences with our significant others being really supportive of that, that decision to make the leap. Um, how was that for you in terms of, you know, it's a scary decision to make, but um, how was your partner in, in supporting you in that? Oh my gosh. I, I don't think I would have actually taken the leap if he hadn't, when I was struggling, knowing that I was a square peg in a round hole in my employment situation. Um, and he told me we can do this. I, that was really the changing point for me where I allowed myself to think, Oh my gosh, I could go out on my own. Really? Could I, could I, and I, yeah, it was his encouragement that, that, um, I think really made me consider it. So I've been really lucky in that regard and he's still really encouraging. It's great. Good. Yeah. I know. I know for me, it was the same, like having, having someone that I knew, like, you know, gave not only the stability, but also the, the encouragement, especially like just being a, a little scared, but also just not so sure of, you know, it's a lot to take on and the pressure of being successful is, can be a little scary, but it's, it's nice to have that support. And I think you, that kind of loops back into the support that we both had from the APLD group as well and oh, yeah. encouragement and really like being there to support each other. And I know for you and I, it's been great, like starting our businesses basically at the same time and kind of having, having the ability to have someone in that same season of business ownership life, whatever you want to call it, like to be like, okay, like, how's this going? Like, what, you know, what are you doing for this? And, you know, workflow and kind of having that, having that other person that's like right there in the trenches with you has been nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Encouraging. <laughs> it's kind of like when you have like, you know, for me, like some of my friends that had kids around the same time, like as you go through the same thing, it's like, oh, guess what my kid did today. And so it's you know, a little it's, bit it's like very a similar. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not that I'm a parent, but yeah, it yeah. is. It's very much like you, you have all these aspirations and ideas, but really like there's so much that's out of your control. Mm -hmm. You just kind of like create the framework and guide and hope that things go the direction you want them to. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's a lot more decisions that you get to make as a business owner than you do as a parent, but, um, it is, it, it does feel like that. Yeah. Um, for sure. Okay. One more thing, Chrissy, and you yeah. can't cut this out. Um, I hope you know what an incredible resource and inspiration you are to people like me. You share so much and you're so gracious and you're a kick-ass designer. And um, it's real. I feel really, really lucky to, to get to talk with you. So thank you. Well, thank you. You're making me blush. I appreciate that. Um, I I really like I, I the whole reason I I'm doing the podcast and you know, a lot of the other things that I do and even volunteering is because I do. I love to share and I just love nerding out with people that nerd out on the same things I do. But I think I was really, really fortunate in getting started in my career in some of the really fantastic mentors that I had and experiences that I had. 
And I know a lot of the other designers in our industry didn't have the same schooling that we did and didn't, a lot of them go straight from, you know, a, a shorter like technical degree into business ownership and don't have that, that same education experience of working for, you know, a design build contractor and you know, working in just a design only firm and really having that, that transfer of knowledge when you just go out on your own, like you kind of become a little bit of an island. And so I feel like it's kind of my way of like paying that back, I guess, for mm -hmm. like, you know, gratitude to the, you know, all of the people that really helped me gain the knowledge and experience and passions that I have, like being able to share that I just, I love, and I could, I could talk about this stuff all day long. Yay. We're so lucky. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciated this. And, um, I hope everyone enjoys getting to know a little bit more about you. And I think it, it'll be good to kind of see, we'll have to do it again and check in how things are going with, uh, kind of reestablishing a, a trajectory for your business and how that marketing stuff goes and love to learn more. Yeah. Thanks, Chrissy. What a pleasure getting to have this conversation and make even more connections. I hope you loved this conversation as much as I did. Be sure to check out Sarah's work at svslandscapedesign.com and on Instagram at svslandscape. We will be sure to do this again to get an update on how things are going with her business endeavors. Before we close this out, I want to also let you know that I have a really exciting offer that will be available soon. I have developed a yearly planning worksheet that I am currently revising in preparation for this end of the year. And after discussing what my year-end planning process looks like with a few colleagues, I've decided it would be a great document to share. I will be sending it out to everyone signed up to receive updates on my upcoming courses. To sign up to receive it, go to kismetdesignco.com, click on courses, and then select the button that says get updates on upcoming classes and events. Be sure to sign up soon so you don't miss out. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you get a lot of value from using it in your own business. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.